Welcome to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. Here we go again. Welcome back to the Grace Cafe. It's your host, D. And uh, this is going to be a pretty hilarious show I believe um, you know the Bible tells us that laughter is good medicine and so based on that you know um, I think I think that's a good scripture to start with based on the fact that a lot of times people just take being saved or being or, or religion they just take it too serious you know what I mean and so today I have a guest and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my guest but I'm gonna let him tell you mostly about himself what he's doing and things like that and then we're gonna get off into some uh, some some laughter topics so first of all this guy is my is is one of is my best friend, and he's my uh, he's my prayer to God for a godly friend, right? And so, based on that, ever since I met him, he's been like you know, he's been that that friend that it doesn't matter, you know what's going on in our lives or what they, he's always able to make a joke out of it and I'm you know he's, he's that friend that you know you'd be like dude not today and then he'll still joke which is you know which takes some of the pressure off you know religion in general or being saved and so that's the stuff that we're trying to break down with this show is to you know, find out a way or find out avenues where we can live a Christian life and still have fun, still, you know, not be depressed or things of this nature. So my guest today is Christian comedian Grayson Orfe. And Grayson Orfe, his name is Grayson, but we you know, it's ironic that this is the Grace Cafe because we rearranged his name to say Grace, G-R-A-C-E, S-O-N, Grace Son, as this dude is grace to make you laugh. That's his demonstration, and I love him for it. And so I'm going to let Grayson just jump in here and tell us who he is, what he's doing, um, Go, Gray. Hello. The Lord has <laughs> led me here today. This is just wrong. This ain't right. This is Bishop T.D. Jakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what up, man? What, what's going on, man? Yeah, it's, Too much, it's, man. Everything, basically, that you just said is, is the very reason why I joke. That's right. 
is the very reason why I joke. Because I was brought up Catholic. Mm. And you can't joke while you're Catholic. So how was that? What was that like, though? I don't know. I got high off of frankincense and myrrh. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It's like I don't remember a lot of years of Catholic because wow. it was just the frankincense. It was It was a lot. And they kept telling us to kneel down and get back up, and kneel down and get back up. And then we would sing songs, but it was songs that it was just like the words that you would say. Like somebody was sneezing, like, God bless you. And I just didn't get it. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, sir. Wow. I couldn't do it. So. Wow. Nah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's just at the end of the day, we all Christians. Amen. We got to laugh. We got to joke. Jesus had jokes, you know Did what it. I mean? Like, he changed people's names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, on a dime, he it, changed exactly. people's names. Like, as soon as he met them. like, mm, mm, Peter doesn't work for me. That <laughs> 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 just doesn't work for me. I'm going to change it. Like, I mean, so, I mean, I just feel like, you know, we, we get too deep, man. We get too, too deep and too stressed out. Cause yeah. It's enough stuff to stress you out, man. You just gotta, you gotta laugh, man. You gotta well, joke. Well, let me ask you this, cause you've been, you've been saved for quite, quite some time. But what, what fascinates me about you is that you're a young guy, and you know, and you, and you're saved. And not only that, you're a young guy, and you're married, and so can you? Can you like tell me how it, you know, how it was when you first got saved, and then, you know, going into marriage, and then, you know, being a. And let me tell you guys this: he's also the youth. He's a youth pastor, and he was a youth pastor for my daughter for a long time, you know, and, uh, you know, and he's just doing some extraordinary things. He's also um, the uh, the host of the OT show, which I've, you know, I've been blessed to be, uh, um, you know, on that show and it's an awesome show show, and you should, you know, you should follow it. But Grayson, tell us, you know, about your journey, uh, being saved. All right. Um, at like the age of 12, I was like robbing liquor stores, right? And so, but see, this is the thing because a lot of Christians have stories like that, and the drink sounds so exciting and it sounds so great. My drink is not different, I just didn't want to get in trouble, like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't have to be scared straight because I saw it on TV, right? I was like, I don't want to do that, you know what I'm saying? No, like, there was a guy there who no had no teeth, for you. and he was like. You gonna hold my pocket wherever I go, and I was like, "Yo, I'm turning into Jesus, cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna hold this dude's pocket." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know who this guy is, and he scares me, and right. I don't, you know, he looks like an angry Morgan Freeman. Right. Like this is this is bad right now, you know what I'm saying? But nah, but like my mind is very simple. Um, I my my mother's Catholic, and my father is Baptist, right. and that made like our houses." our house denomination confused as hell. Right. So that's pretty much what it was. And so, um, (laughs) but nah, it was just, I mean, just growing up, I mean, you know, I just, I knew about God. I knew, you know, what was right, what was wrong, you know, because my father was a nose tackle for Tennessee. So I knew, you know, right from wrong. And if I didn't, he made sure that I did know. Um, But it was, it was cool. It's just, um, 
we would go to church and I, I'm not gonna lie, I would go to Catholic church and I wouldn't understand what they were saying. Right. I didn't understand, you know, the traditions, a lot, a lot of the things or whatever. And then we would go to my father's church and it was just a whole bunch of shouting. There was right. a whole bunch of backflipping and stuff like that. So I didn't understand anything. And it wasn't until I got into what my senior year of high school going into college I was like man I was like yo it's got to be something more because you know after high school you always got that that transition time right you know that summer transition is very 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 important to the rest of your life right and so that summer I was going into it I was like man this is crazy I don't know what you know I'm going to art school so, you know, art school, all they do is smoke, get high, and do, you know what I'm saying? They're like, the college man, like, you know, that's all, that's all it is. So, it was the first time I've ever seen somebody do shrooms. Right. Like, it was the weirdest thing. He just put it on the table, doing shrooms, but he got an A on his project. Wow. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was, he introduced colors I've never seen before. I was like, I was like, I don't know what these shrooms are, right. but I was like, I don't. I don't want to try it. So I tried one of them. But anyway, oh, no, I'm joking. But <laughs> but um, basically, like when when I got there, I it was like a fish out of water. I didn't feel like I was a part of anything. You right. know, I felt weird. I felt out of place. And so, um, as God is my witness, I heard this voice, and it said, "Go to church." Wow. I woke up. I woke up. This was like a Sunday morning. The some the brightest light I've ever seen in my life. Right. Coming through my window. And it was like go to church. Now this didn't come from the light. Like right. this was one of those situations. <laughs> but you know, it's like I just said go to church. And so the only thing that I knew to do was to go to Catholic church. Right. So I was like, God, I'm going to just continue going to church until you show me what it is I'm supposed to get. And I, right. I wasn't really getting anything. Right. I just knew I had to keep going because I didn't want to disappoint God. And so then it was just like one day I felt this overwhelming feeling to commit suicide. Wow. The craziest thing I've ever felt in my life. I felt because I was like, it was like you're alone. Da, 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 da. I mean, it was just it was just all these feelings or whatever. Right. And I remember walking up to this tree in my parents' yard. And I remember just standing at the tree and just kind of, I think I was waiting for my sister to come back because she was, she was getting ready to do something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was just waiting for her to come down the street. So I was just kind of sitting there. And basically what God said to me was, I set you apart so I could talk to you. Mm-hmm. That was it. Come on with it. And I was like, so I was like, so you had to do all that to set me apart to, you know, because I'm a real smart aleck, right? <laughs> so I was like, really, God? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, so what, what you couldn't do that in right. another way? Right, right. God was like, shut up. So, um, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but basically, it was just like, nah, I, I needed to talk to you. While you was around everything else, while you was doing everything else, I couldn't talk to you. Because uh, he was like, you know, you wasn't listening. So I said, okay. So I, I was like, I get it. So then I kept going to church. Right. And I would read the Bible, and the worst mistake I ever did was read the King James Version of the Bible first. Because mm. I totally didn't understand it. Mm, right. Like, I read it, and I was like, thou must go there, thee. And I was like, I don't understand 
I think Jesus is mad every time right. he says something because yeah. he's saying it very confusing. <laughs> like, I don't think he wants me to get this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so then um, I met my wife, well, my, my girlfriend at the time, first year of college. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, um, you know, I'm saved, so, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you or whatever. And I was like, first of all, I didn't ask you, <laughs> but now that you said that, I guess we got to break up. So, um, it's like, no. <laughs> but it, it was, I was like, and this is the first time I ever heard the word saved. Right. When okay. she said that. And I was like, saved? I was like, well, what's saved? Right. I was like, so you're saving yourself for marriage? And she was like, no, I'm saved. I'm set apart. You know, I was like, what are you talking about? And so she was like, you ought to come to church with me on Sunday. I said, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I um I borrowed like my father's jacket and my brother's pants, right? Because I ain't had no suit. <laughs> so um I came in there with no shirt. I had no shirt on. But anyway, it was it so was just a jacket and some slack. Yeah, it was dressed down. Oh, but um it was it was friends and family. So <laughs> <laughs> no, <nah>, but <laughs> but I walked in there and it was just like I finally heard people. Well, I heard pastor, Pastor Coletta L. Jones. Mm -hmm. She basically was talking to the person instead of trying to convince you to love God. She was actually trying to convince you that God loves you. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Not for you to love God, but that God loves you. Like, you're you're screwed up, but God loves you, you know? So I would listen. I was listening, and I automatically got hooked. But it wasn't that I necessarily got hooked on her or going to the church. Mm-hmm. I got hooked on understanding what it is God wants me to do. Exactly. I started yep. to pray. I started to pray in regular conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't ask me to pray before like a service. Right. Cause I'm definitely like you'd be like, hey brother, can you pray? I will come out that joint be like, yo. Jesus, what's up? Um, I just want to come in. I want to say thank you for getting me here safe. Sorry for the cursing because, you know, the church is in D.C. Because, you know, it's a lot of traffic. And you know how people drive in D.C. My bad. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like, man, like, you know, people be like, oh, Jesus is my homeboy. I think Jesus is, like, more than, like, your friend. Yeah. And more than He's just, like, everything. And yeah. he's your comfort. He's, he's that... He's that driving source in your life that I think people become saved when they realize that. Exactly. And they get it. And they're like, okay, I understand now that I'm not here just to do everything right. Right. I'm not here, you know, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to mess up. Exactly. But I got grace and mercy because even though I didn't know I, I needed it, he already gave it to he me. He already gave it to him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm and saying. And like, I'm like, okay, cool. And that to me is freedom. Yeah. And so when they say like, you know, like, oh, you a Christian, man. You know, because mind you, all this happened, I was about 19 years old. Right. And it just, it hit me. And yeah, I wasn't walking around Mr. Goody Two Shoes. I wasn't, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, but it was at the same time that I was like, man, I thank God. Because he showed me a way that I could still laugh, I could still enjoy myself, I could still have fun. There you go. But I, it's like I'm doing it with a purpose now. 
Before I was just wilding out, just acting crazy, saying whatever came out of my mouth. But right. now it's a purpose. Like a gun is not bad until you point it. Right. So you know, and you, until you point it and give it a purpose. There you go. And what God did with my mouth is that He pointed it and gave it a purpose. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So that's what I want to go to next, because Grayson is a Christian comedian, and he has an awesome yeah. outlook on. You know, on life, on family, on church, and you know he's he's been, you know, performing in the DMV and abroad for what like six years? How long? Oh, longer man. than that? No, dude, it's been like longer than eight, that. like eight years. Eight or nine years. And man. um, yeah. he's just you know he's just hilarious, but it's uh, you know, what Grayson has been trying to do is to you know, marginalize his comedy into just the Christian community. And, you know, it's he, difficult. Yeah, and it's hard to just, you know, to not, I mean, because you have comedians that will step, you know, will straddle the fence, mm -hmm. so to speak. And you haven't done that, mm -hmm. you know. And, no, I think we tried it once. Oh, that was the worst and experience the, of my life. But you know, yeah. you, you I mean, it was a learning experience because yeah. you learned how to deal with hecklers. But yeah. Grayson is an awesome comedian, man. And um, just tell us about that. Um, well, I didn't. I always look at comedy as comedy. Like, mm -hmm. I never knew like there was a such thing as a Christian comedian. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I get it, and I get the term. Mm -hmm. But I still feel in my heart comedy is comedy. Right. Like, you know, like I was a Christian. I am a Christian, and I still watch Eddie Murphy Raw. Right. It's one of the funniest stand-ups ever. Right. And it's the point of view. It's the timing. It's all the technicals <clears throat> that go into it or whatever as a comedian. So I see that stuff. Um, Gerard Carmichael. I mm -hmm. watch him religiously. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny stuff. Right. But um, the thing that, that I feel is that, like, when you go into church... And they're deep. Like, you know you going into a deep church when the organ is in the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, some people have an organ there. Right. But if it's the organ in the wall and when they start to play praise and worship, bats fly out. Mm -hmm. Like, that is like a really deep church. Right. Exactly. Your set may not go well in that church. <laughs> so, you may want to be careful. <laughs> you know, but the thing about it is, is like... I just feel like people get real deep and they get real sensitive. They're like, you, you can't joke about Jesus. Yeah. You can't do this and you can't do that. <clears throat> and it's all in your intent and it's all in your heart. And if that doesn't come through, right. then you're doing it wrong. And so what, what I do is that, yes, I joke about church. Um, I joke about gay people. Right. I joke about... Um, um, straight people. I joke about black people. I joke about white people. I joke about myself. Right. And the the motive behind all of it is that I grew up being very sensitive. I grew up being that kid that was scared. You know, oh, I'm I'm, I'm a big kid. I don't know. You know, people don't like me. Girls don't like me. Blah blah blah. Doing whatever. But it got to a point where it was just like, man, I can't live life like this. Man, it's right. like living. It's like being in jail, but you put yourself there. Yeah. So yeah. All I, ha I just had to go out there and I had to show people that, like, it's life. It's not jail. 
Like, let's have fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. That's right. You know, in church, enjoy yourself. It's a lot of funny people in church. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. It's a lot of funny people in church. (laughs) Like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen was this lady. She started shouting. And she she shouted so bad that, like, her slip fell down, right? (laughs) But it didn't stop her. Like, she kept going. But she didn't realize it was tied around her feet, so she fell. Right. Now, was I wrong that I didn't pick her up? Yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> she didn't get hurt way, but but it it made me laugh and I enjoyed it and I thank God for it because it made oh. me laugh what's oh, the matter God. I didn't am I not supposed to say? it's like I'm joking that never really happened that never really happened allegedly oh, but um God. <laughs> just knew this was gonna go this way man Listen, it. listen, I got to keep it 100, man. I, right. I, and this is the thing, too. It's like I, I don't like the fact that, like, <clears throat> like people start shouting in church and stuff like that. You, you know don't like mean? it? I don't like it. You okay. know the reason why I don't like it is because a lot of people who shout in church, they shout in black churches. Right. You know what I mean? And the reason why I don't like that is because you can't really make noise like that in black church. Right. Because I think something's cracking off. You know what I'm saying? Like... Most of black churches are in the hood. Right. You can't just scream in the back of the church. You know what I mean? Because I'm reaching for something right. if that happens. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't play those games. Right. Like, you know, you yell and then you fall out in my lap. Hey. You know, but you a guy. That's a problem. That's a, you know what I'm definitely saying? Definitely a problem. That, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if your hands are soft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's cool, it you know what I'm saying. I mean, you smell like shea butter, but still, hey. it's a different. Am I going too deep? Okay, nah, listen. you got it, you got it, man. You got right. it. My bad. Look, listen. So it um, happens that way. You've been married for how long? Twelve years, going on thirteen. Thirteen years. All right. You were how old when you got married? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. I got married at twenty-two. And you've been married for twelve years. So yeah. Um, the best thing ever, man. I know, right? So, how does that, you know, all, you got to tell us about your family, man. All right. So, all right. So, this is this is what happened, right? I had fell, right? No, I'm sure. But, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> that's how every black, joint, know, every, right? every black excuse see, comes out. See, I, I had fell, was, right? Uh, and then I had saw an angel. Right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> That's how Mary came back and told everybody when she saw Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> when she saw Jesus come back, she was like, "All right, see, look, listen. Um, I knew she, Mary grabbed air too. I thought she did too. Yeah, you know what I mean by grab air. Like Mary was like, first of all, I know that y'all listen, listen, boo boo, listen. Okay, I know, I know Mary did that. I'm not gonna lie to you. She like, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but look, my son is back." I told y'all he was going to come back. <laughs> y'all tried to crucify him, but guess what? Ooh, he's back. But, um, nah, but, um, I got, I got married. I got married at 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, we dated for like three years. And mind you, we didn't get married because we were, we, you know, we were in college. We were broke. Right. Um, then we got married. You know, I thought that that was going to answer the question to like being broke. Uh, <laughs> wrong on that one right um that totally didn't work out but um no but um we got married and 
you know, it was wild. This is this is a funny story. This is this wild story, and this is a true story. Mm-hmm. We married maybe about. We got married in July, and about October or November, mm-hmm. we we <clears throat> went to the church, and her mom. We had told her mom, "Yeah, she's pregnant. You know, my wife's pregnant." And so everybody's like, oh, you know, that's good, you know, whatever. And I had some of the elders in the church come up to me and start counting, you know. Oh. And I was like, what are you counting for? Counting the months. They were counting the months. Wow. Because it was like, because they knew, like, Keisha didn't really mess with no guys or whatever. Like, she was very quiet in church and stuff like that. I know how to pick them. I'm, I'm, I'm a pimp. But, but, no, you know, but. she hit it. She's she going to punch me in the face. Keisha, I ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> Listen, she knows what's up. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, love you. But, um, yeah. but, 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 um, like, that was the first deep moment to me. Right. Was when they started doing that. And so then we found out it was twins, you know, a couple months later. And so then, you know, the boys ended up being born in May. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, man, that's what's up. That's cool. And I remember people looking at us funny. Like, how y'all going to take care of all them kids or whatever, right? So then, we, you know, we going to church, chilling out. You know, we got the babies with us. Keisha not looking all dragged down or nothing. She right. had, still had her hair done, nails right. done, all that. We coming in laughing, joking, in love, like we not at each other's necks. Right. So they got mad. And I was like, yo, why are you mad? Like, shouldn't that be like a positive sign that God's word yeah, is working? It's working, yeah. But you're mad at that. And and this is the thing. We, as God is my witness, we've never faked. We've never like put on been like, you know, we're going to church now. Let's like we've never done that. Yeah. Because honestly, one, we both kind of silly. <laughs> but then, two, yes. it's kind of like there's no reason to do it. It's I never understood the reason why you fake going to church and, you know, oh, we got to we gotta put on airs. Because right. I'm like, yo, they more messed up. Like, how can how can I feel like that and, and you know, you messed up way worse than almost anybody in the church? Absolutely. But I'm trying to impress you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, basically, that that happened. Mm-hmm. Then, maybe about three, three, four, like four years, mm-hmm. four years apart, five years. Um, then the girls come, twin girls, <laughs> and so I remember when we found out it was twin girls. The lady doing the sonogram was like, "It's twin girls." You know, you happy? I was like, yeah, I'm happy. I was like, yo, this is off the chain. Twin boys, twin girls. I was like, yo, that's what's up. And so when I said that, she looked at me and she stopped the sonogram. She looked at me dead in my face and was like, you not mad? And I was like, why would I be mad? She says, because, I mean, I got a set of twins at home. And if I had another set, I'd probably like kill myself or whatever. I was like, whoa, first of all, Get off the ledge. One. Talk her down. <laughs> calm down. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you want some coffee? Yeah, you need to relax. Come on in. But it was like, that's gifts from God because with the first set of boys, yeah. 
I was so scared out of my mind. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Because at the time, Keisha wasn't working. I was the only one working. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. But in that time, I saw God's grace. There it is. And I saw not only God's grace, but totally unmerited favor. Right. We got a house off of my income. Exactly. At the worst rates that were going on. We got a house. Yeah. And you mean to tell me like, you know, and I'm sitting there in a house with two cars. Come on with it. But I'm not, I'm not trying to, and and I'm not trying to say this, oh, I'm flossing or whatever. No, no, no. I mean, I ain't saying nothing like that. I mean, I was balling, but anyway, um, I'm joking. But, (laughs) but I was like, this is great. Mind you, we had struggles. We had issues. We had times where the lights was turned off. We right. had all that stuff because a lot of people like tell you the good stuff they and they tell don't you tell you, stuff and don't they don't tell you, you all the other stuff. But there was some pain. There was some aches. There was all that stuff. But out of every situation, God showed himself right. perfectly. And it was just the best thing ever. So anyway, the girls come and we're like, yo, this is crazy. Now with the second pregnancy... She uh, had to go on bed rest. Now, by by this time, she she had been working. Right. With that, we went into debt. Like, big time debt. So, we ended up losing the house. Now, I'm in this situation like, oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Like, I'm, you know, I'm about to go crazy. Then, all of a sudden... God blessed us with a bigger house. Right. I was like, wait a minute, God. So what you're telling me is this. Remember when you had me at the tree and you had told me to get by myself? Mm, come on, wait. In that all is. those situations, I got by myself. Yeah. And I was like, I had to get to myself. And it was God showing me there's going to be times coming. You need to get to yourself. Right. I didn't understand that. Until I actually started to read in the Bible, and the night before Christ was crucified, he got to himself. He got to himself, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "God, you really got a way of doing stuff." You know yeah, what I'm saying? I ain't say it like that, but I ain't said it more manly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was the best thing in the world, and so I mean, just out of the many life, out of the many tribulations or whatever, I can still smile. Right. Dude, you know, I just went through something. Right. And what I can say, what I can say is that I've known you mm-hmm. all these years. Yep. And, I, and I've watched, I've watched Grace work in your life. But what I've watched also with Grace working in your life is your ability to stay focused, to stay saved. And to just Allegedly. believe, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> and just believe that God gonna work everything out, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you know, a lot of people that they they make it seem like you know, okay, I'm saved, I'm a minister, I'm this, I'm that. That everything is all good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's not all good. It's not always all good. Right. It's just that we we tell the good stuff. But we don't want to share the bad Yo, stuff, yeah. and you've never been like that. I mean, it's oh, not man. like you 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 broadcast problems, Mm-mm. but it's not you know it's not something that you you like. You, if you ask me, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, if you ask. Yeah. But at the same time, I watch you trust God. Yeah, 
right? And that's that's basically the point, the whole point that I'm making here because I had to trust God that you were the godly friend that I prayed for, mm-hmm. right? In meeting you, you've ministered to me, even though you're younger than me, you've ministered to me more than a lot of people have. Not only by what you tell me when I'm going through trials and tribulations, but also by your lifestyle, you know what I mean? And and, and and it just amazes me that you don't take this whole thing too serious and that you are able to make a joke out of almost anything. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and it's just... Oh, you know, I think I just think, man, you just an amazing dude, man. But you have to. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, and your check is in the mail. Um, oh God! <laughs> um, you you read that really good. Um, <laughs> no, but but you know, I appreciate that because it's like honestly, every bit of humor does come from pain. Right. And if you ever meet a comedian off stage, either they're very quiet, they're very they're to themselves, they don't really say a whole lot or whatever, it's because usually they're, like, they're going through pain. Like, right. throughout all this stuff that I talked about, whether it's losing a house, jobs, whatever, all that, I was right. still doing stand-up. There you go. So you still got to make people laugh, and you still got to go up there. And I remember, I remember one time, man, I had one of the worst arguments with my wife. Right. And it was like one of them gut-wrenching arguments. Mm-hmm. And... I had to go up and make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I told her straight up, I was like, yo, you know what? I was like, I'm leaving. Because usually she likes to come with me. I was like, yo, I'm leaving. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm leaving. And she was like, is Dwayne going with you? And it was one of the nights when you was working. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. I was like, I'm just going up there by myself. She was like, no, you're not going up there by yourself. I was like, no, I'm going up there by myself or whatever. There you go. So she was like, no, I'm coming with you. So we in the car, tense the whole drive there. I get there. Meet with the lady. She brings me to the green room, waiting or whatever. And she looks at me. Keisha just looks at me and just gives me, like, the hug. Right. And she says, come on, babe, let's pray. I'm like, I'm going to be mad at that now. You can't. You know what I'm saying? And so it just turned. But it was like, it was like God did it. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what, God, I want to be mad. I want to go upset. Because I honestly had my whole set ready, mm-hmm. and it was going to be some angry type stuff. Yeah. But that wouldn't have been me. That wouldn't have been what God wanted me to do. And so he changed that's it in saying. my own ignorance. He that's changed it saying. in my own ignorance and me wanting to do and whatever. That's what he'll do it. if you let him. Exactly. You know I mean? And I got up there, and <clears throat> I had a great set. It was just, I mean, it was 15 minutes. Went up there, boom, 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 knocked it out. And just on the drive home, out of the money that, that, that we got, mm-hmm. because they didn't collect a whole lot, it was like 60 bucks, I think, that they gave me or whatever. Mm-hmm. On the way home, we just went to dinner. And it was one of the funniest, greatest rides like we ever had. Because yeah, because we went to Red Robin. Red Robin's off the chain. Off the chain. It was, it, no, you know, no. shout out to Red Robins. Y'all need to shout get, out, shout out, reach, reach out to a podcast. So, um, free burgers. Holler at your boy. <laughs> um, Matter but, of fact, you introduced me to Red Robins. Absolutely. Yeah, oh my boy. God, yum. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was that, and so it's like when you see God's grace work in your life, and I know I'm not done going through stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that. 
you know, life is going to come with issues and challenges and stuff like that. And just my prayer is, God, just please keep my heart smiling. There you go. Because at the end of the day, wow. comedy is just, is is what I got. Yes. It's, it's what has really got me there. Like, people used to watch the news. I used to watch Comic View <clears throat> every night. And I literally know every comic from Still Comic News. View. Yeah. And I actually see them, and I grow up, go up to them like as groupies. Like I went, I went up to uh, Griff, mm-hmm. who's who's on the Yolanda, Ad- not Yolanda Adams, um, Erica, Erica Campbell show. Mm-hmm. I would go up. I went up to him like when I opened up for him. I was like, "Dog, I saw you set up a comic view on that joint. It's hilarious, right. whatever." And he was just like, "Yeah, whatever, young buck." Like he kind of <laughs> gave me the like the little brush off. But he was funny with it though, and and it just made me feel good. Like I actually got to see that guy, you know. Yeah. Um, guys like T. P. Hearns. Right. Um, God, man, it's, it's so many of them. I'm seeing D. L. Hughley's grandstand. Right. Oh my God, like I can go on. Um, um, Pat Morita, mm. who wasn't he wasn't on Comic View, but right. a lot of people don't even realize don't he, was he was a comic. He was a comic. Yeah. But yeah. what was funny? You know who's the person who was his um, mentor in comedy? Who? Red Fox. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't know that. But it's it's when you start to see things and you start to pay attention, because I pay attention to jokes. I pay attention to timing. Mm -hmm. I pay attention to all that, because you can have the worst joke in the world. But if the timing's perfect, it's the best joke. Yep. And so it's just, and I learned that. By seeing that, mm-hmm. but also by understanding how God works, right? Because it could be the worst time, but if it, it could be the worst thing, but if it's the right timing, mm-hmm. then it's the best thing in the world. Foreclosure is the worst thing, but mm-hmm. at the right time, <laughs> at the right time, because think know about if it. I would have took that like that. No, but... think about it. Think about it. Foreclosure mm-hmm. on a house, right? That was a townhouse, right? Two bedrooms, three bedrooms, mm-hmm. right? Had another set of twins. Mm. Now I'm in a four bedroom, mm. single family home, sitting on an acre. That's grace. That's grace. Dude. It's the worst thing in the world that you're yeah. thinking of. Oh my God! But it's the best blessing that comes out of it. Yeah, it is. There you and go. I think that like single mothers have to look at it like that too. Yeah, they got. Look at the dude. The dude, they ain't do no, well, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, look at what came of it. Yeah, you got you it. look at um, Kevin Durant's mother mm-hmm. and her story, which, you know, she just turned into a movie or whatever. Right. But it's the best thing in the world, you know? Well, let me ask you this. You, uh, you, the, you are the youth pastor at your church, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so. now communications pastor. You the communication. Yeah, so pastor communications. You pastor and a pastor of communication. Pretty much, yeah. Good job. Good job. So, um, as far as youth, because you're still young, mm-hmm. you know, you like feel in your old, early thirties, and you know, I've watched you grow, but I've also watched you teach um, teenagers and young people. And what is that like? Frustrating at times. Yeah. Because you want it's so much you want for them that they don't understand, 
and they think because Lamaya, okay, a teenager that is the most cockiest time of your life because mm-hmm. you honestly think that you know, right? And you think that like he don't know and I know, but it's like you got to understand that I've been there been before. There. And there's nothing new under the sun, right? So everything that you're thinking, feeling, doing, or whatever, I've been there before, and I've had the opportunity to do it. And some right. things I've done, some things I haven't done, mm-hmm. but. When you're feet, when you're giving out the advice and they're giving you the look like, I know, it's okay. Somebody tuck grandpa in. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when you see it blow up or you see it whatever, they're thinking, oh my God, he's going to say, I told you so. Right. It's no way in the world I ever say I told you so. Right. What I'm going to do is say, okay, this happened. The same thing happened to me. This is how you pick it up now. Right. The problem is, is that some of them hide it. And it turns into depression. Right. And it turns into those things. And so now you have a teenager with depression now. Mm. They're in high school with depression now. Right. They're in middle school with depression. Right. Because it's like, no... You have to understand that at the end of the day, you made that mistake for a reason. There's a misstep in that for a reason. Mm -hmm. You can't just sit in it. It's like a boxer. Like, you get knocked out. That's why people don't respect Floyd Mayweather. Right. Because it just seems too easy. Right. You know what I mean? Because he's never been knocked down. Right. But they'll give a respect to Sugar Ray Leonard because he got it handed to him by Roberto Duran. Right. And then came back and boxed again. Exactly. And fought that guy because he wanted the win over him. That's what has to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's prevalent and it's mostly prevalent in boys. Because boys don't have a male figure to guide them in that. Right. But instead of being taught humility, they're taught ego. Mm. And they sit in ego they uh, reside in ego so they won't come back and tell you hey i messed up right i made a mistake i made a mistake and got her pregnant i i i don't i don't i can't i can't tell you that you know what i mean what i'm gonna end up doing is i'm gonna go out get this dime bag get whatever and i'm gonna sell it and i'm gonna try to flip it because i think that's what being a man is about because two chain said that right but because whoever said that. And that's what it is. And that's where it goes astray. And so, I may not agree with all the words that he said, but I totally understand what, what uh, Kendrick Lamar is saying when he says, be humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be humble, yeah, man. But that's where it started. You got to be humble. It's humility. And, and, Cause I'm, and I almost get, mm-hmm. But if, if, if you don't take the lessons from mm-hmm. the people who have been there before, life is going to humble you. Yeah, and my thing is this: I'd rather listen to a lesson than have life humble. There you go. So life is with, not going. Yeah, they ain't gonna that, play with you. If you had with everything that's going on, because we having a lot of what we're having lately is a lot of kids, teenagers or whatever, they're they're being bullied. Mm-hmm. They're they're all on Facebook, you know, like committing suicide and mm-hmm. things like that. So. With 
with you coming from where you're coming from, if you had to give them a message, what would you say to them? For them committing suicide because of what's happening on Facebook? They're committing suicide because of what's happening in their lives. And then they're, oh, they're committing suicide on Facebook. On Facebook. Um, I mean, that's tough. You know, the, the, and it's tough, but it's not tough. It's tough because it's it's very, you know, it hits you. It hits you hard because, I mean, I got four kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Five, including yours. <laughs> real talk. Because I'll punch somebody in the face nice. for her. That's right. Um, but the thing about it is, I think what has to happen is that, one, you got to stop. You gotta stop judging judging yourself by your own standard. Mm-hmm. Um, what ends up happening a lot of times is that, and this and this is real, and I, and I shared this with somebody. Mm-hmm. The most dominant figure that you have in your life, when you make mistakes, their voice you feel like that's God's voice talking to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say this. Say it's your mother, right? Your mother, most dominant figure in your life. Right. And when you make a mistake, you feel like God's talking to you. But when you feel like God's talking to you, you hear God in her voice. Right. So you hear God saying, boy, you know better than that. You know to do that or whatever. This is what you have to do. Cancel that out. Take that away. Right. Because your mother or your father or whoever is not God. Right. If you can mute that voice and actually hear and pay attention to what God is telling you, then he'll give you a roadmap for doing what you need to do. Right. If you're ever about to commit suicide, do whatever and all that, God is going to talk to you. But you're not going to hear it if you're thinking that God is talking to you to hurt you. Like if, like you think, like if God your mother, or you. yeah, mm-hmm. or if your God's not gonna put his hands on his hips and be like, look, right. like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like God is not gonna do that. Right. God is gonna say, I don't want you to do that. I love you. I need for you to come down. Absolutely. I need for you not to do that. God always presents Himself in all these situations. So, even before, because some of these kids are high when they do it. Right. When they kill themselves. Before you even got high, God is talking to you. Yeah. Even when you were high, God is talking yeah, to you. Yeah, telling you not to get high. Exactly. Stop. Yep. You have to listen to that voice. Good damn. Because that's the voice that's going to not only save your life, of course, but that's the voice that is going to be with you for the rest of your life, and you're going to see blessings come through that voice. So the very thing that you're trying to run away from, that voice is going to pull you. And make sure that you don't go down that road. Good deal. Good deal. So, and I know it sounds like real, maybe like after schoolish. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? That's the thing about yeah. That's the thing about sayings or or advice like that. It it can be an after school special, but right. you know, you you're in your thirties, but I'm in my fifties, mm-hmm. and after school specials are what kept us kind of sane in my day you know schoolhouse rock and all that Mm -hmm. you know but that kept us yeah it was way before you but don't you ain't got 
You know. That was long. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I ain't got Schoolhouse what? Oh, <laughs> exactly. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but you have a, um, you, you, I remember a scripture that you, uh, for, for your youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Can you share that with us? Uh, it's Timothy 4.12, where it said that, uh, um, do not let people look down on you. I'm paraphrasing, but do not let people look down on you because you're young. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, is that even in your youth, God calls you. I believe that God does call you in your youth because you're paying attention the most. Mm. When you're older, there's a lot of things that's going to like divide your attention. You know, you got bills, you got pressure, you got this, you got that. You get more pressure, peer pressure as an adult than you do as a teen. Or that Absolutely. you do as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it ain't no way in the world. I got to do this. I got to grind. I got to, you know. No. Yeah. But as a kid, you actually got moments where you can actually sit back and breathe and catch your breath real quick. And God uses those moments to talk to you and guide you so that you can be that adult that listens. Right. Good deal. So. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, See, I get deep sometimes. It's all it's good, man. Listen. I'm just trying to make it so we don't stay deep because when we yeah, stay man. deep, we get caught up in stuff that we're not really supposed to be caught up in, and you know it. It, it I think it repels people. Yeah. So instead of worshiping God, we're trying to impress God, and we're trying to impress God, and He's not impressed with it because it's right. not. I mean, grace is not based on what we do for God. You know, it's not like, based on that. It's based on what He's done for us. And so to get people to understand that, it's kind of hard sometimes because yeah. you, uh, you know, you get into these churches and, you know, you got people that have designated seats or, you know, and, and crap like this, or you have gossipers or yeah. you have this person or that person. And, you know, people can't even really get their foot in the door good, you know, yeah. but if they understood how grace works, then you know, people wouldn't do that kind of stuff because the grace is not made for just anybody. It's mm-hmm. made for everybody. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, you know, that's, you know. And you also got to think about it too. Like God said, like on on your best day. Yeah. It Still. equates to a filthy rag. Yeah. And the reason why he uses filthy rag is if you look at it and you drill down into the meaning of filthy rag. Yeah, right. It means a tampon, or it means a maxi pad, right. and that's that's honestly what it means. Because they used to use rags when women would menstruate, right. uh, you know, and and basically like that's basically what he's talking to. So it, if you ever talk about one of the realest things, right, like God is real, and so it's He's real. not going to be like PC with it, right, when it comes to saving your life and getting you to understand that I am right here there. to give you grace. Yeah. I'm going to show it to you. And that's what a lot of preachers got to understand. They preach to their congregations to keep their congregations. Don't preach to keep your congregations. Preach, preach to, to save your congregations. Yeah, because yeah. even if they leave and they don't never want to be a member anymore, at the end of the day, they still got to know the truth. Exactly. And it's still your job to deliver the truth. As yeah, yeah. unpleasant as it may look or sound, 
you know, you can't pick pick a text and ride with that joint for the rest of your career. There you go. If it's homosexuality is wrong or whatever, then you got to preach that and you got to show that. But there's a way of doing it in love. You got to preach it in love. And that's what you have to do. You have to do it in love. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people look at the homosexuality thing, but they also talk about gluttony. Right. That's a rack of fat preachers walking around. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, like, let's be real. But that's the uh, <laughs> that's the 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 fat preachers. That's the that's like a, a what you call it a tradition. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you know they always want to have two services and right. they go to eat between. Them. Right. And, yeah, trust know, me. So I don't... that's like a tradition. Oh, <laughs> what? Stupid. What happened? Sorry, my bad. That's <laughs> well, Grace and man, I appreciate you being here, man. I man, really, look, I really, appreciate being here, know, man. And, and as much as you said what you said, is as much as I want to say this, I've seen you too. And I've seen you grow. And as much as you talk about God asking you for a godly friend, I asked God for a godly friend as well. Wow. And not only did he give me a godly friend, but he gave me a godly family. And so I was able to understand stuff by seeing stuff and by having you just guide me right and you showing me like what i need to do it was the best thing in the world it was the best thing in the world and so like to see you with the podcast now and to see you have everything now is the best thing in the world man like like you're doing your thing you know what i mean i'm trying like you're like you're like donnie simpson you know what i mean like you're, you're, you're Donnie Homer Simpson. Is the, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's just it's the best thing in the world, man. And it's like, if I could ever encourage you or whatever, just keep going, man. I'm going to try my best. Well, I'm not going to try my best. I'm going to do it because I you believe that I'm doing a good thing. You have to. And, uh, you know. Because let's be real. If Jesus was here on earth, he'd have a podcast. I believe that. I and ain't that's, that's you. Honest. I believe that because it's straight and Podcast, unfiltered radio show, whatever. But straight you know, and unfiltered. I just, you know, I, just, I mean, it's just wanting to do something, man, to help somebody else. And Absolutely. I don't, you know, I'm not. It's not. I'm not doing it to gain anything. I'm doing it to just help somebody just live a better life. If and that makes sense, you know. What no, I mean? it makes total sense. It's you the know? whole point of Christianity. Yeah, that's it. It's not that's going the to church. Point. No, it ain't about going to church. It ain't about paying tithes. It ain't about being on the usher board choir. None of that stuff. It ain't about being a pastor. No, it's not. It's just about loving people the way God loves you. Absolutely. And helping them come up out that mud. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's it. And so that's how we're going to wrap this up for tonight. And I appreciate Grayson for being here. And, uh, you know, you you guys got to, both of you guys got to come on at one point. Because oh, those yeah. two together, yeah, Eric crazy. Tomlinson and this guy oh right here you know, on the OT show, they have a crazy show, oh, crazy off the understand. chain. I love them dudes, man. You and uh, I got to have both of them on there at some point. And also, can, can, I, can I plug something? I got an album coming out. Um, uh-uh. It's a Christian album. It's called um, Twerking in the Pulpit. <laughs> and it's, it's listen, um, there's a little bit of cursing. It's not a lot, 
But, I mean, we have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of trap beats and stuff. So, I mean, y'all like it and stuff, you know. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know. Could I get you just to do one joke before you go? What was that? Uh, dog joke. Oh. I mean, I don't know if I want to put this out there because my dog may be listening. <laughs> I need for y'all listeners to pray for my dog. I think that my dog may be gay. And it's, it's, it's a sensitive subject with me. Just because it's just, I notice certain things, just his bark is a little different. You know what I'm saying? Um, he walked up to this Rottweiler, and it was just weird. It was a weird time. I don't want to go into it because it still bothers me. Um, but just pray for my dog because, you know, it just, he has moments where it's just, you know, like, because at first I saw him, and I was like, you know, why whenever you bark, you squint your eyes real hard? <laughs> like, he'd be like, buff. And it's just like a stare it doesn't make me feel good, especially that you're laughing about this. Well, this, this, is, this is, it hurts. It hurts my heart, but it is what it is, you know. Um, right. Just pray for my dog. Peace. Well, thanks again, man, and we will <laughs> see you guys next time on the Grace Cafe. Yes, sir. I'm D. My man Grayson. Yeah. Peace. This week's Grace Perspective. What's up, family? You know, Proverbs 22, 17, 22 says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit drives the bones. The ASV version it states it as a joyful heart. But I like the amplified version, which says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Family, the fact of the matter is, life is just going to show up. Doesn't matter who you are, black, white, rich, poor, in good times or bad times, we have to take time to smile, laugh, or just have a good time. Why? Because the message of grace lets us know that regardless of our situation, we can have a happy heart and in the assurance that the Creator loves us and has provided us joy, peace, and comfort for everyone who will trust him. When life shows up and it's not good, smile, laugh it all, and remember, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Wait for the morning. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time on The Grace Perspective. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace Cafe. Join us next week for the Grace Cafe. God bless.